0: So, from Rumi's Hidden Music, the path. <laughs> no path, The no path. I asked for a kiss. You gave me six. Whose pupil were you to become such a master? Full of kindness, generosity, you are not of this world. I guess that's all I have to say today. <laughs> Any comments from the peanut gallery? I'm the cashew gallery. No. <laughs> if I'm going to know we're going go to go there, we're going <laughs> to. It's all nuts, I know. That's right. <laughs> the soul is always creative and wants to share its loving. There's no way to stop it, so you might as well surrender. That's the key is stop trying to control or block the soul's creativity in the expression of its loving. If you can do that, things are going to work out very nicely. In truth, they're working out just wonderfully and perfectly right now. We just happen to be asleep to the divine perfection. It's simply our awareness, our consciousness, that is not aware or awake to that perfection, because guess what? You're alive. Just that fact that you are alive says it all. Because, think about it, when the body dies, there's no more expression, is there? It lays stationary. There's no more life in it. It's that soul's expression of loving and creativity that gives the body animation besides giving a life. Because what is life? Isn't it funny, the body's always moving. Or even if the body's not moving and it's still, aren't we still moving inside of our thoughts or fantasies or feelings? There's always stuff moving, no matter how dense or gross, not as in disgusting gross, but as in gross material-wise, or no matter how subtle, Fine, that movement or frequency is such as just a thought passing through, it's still a movement, but even those thoughts that pass through, there's something yet even greater called you, the soul, behind that movement that is giving it life or giving it expression. A thought, just a thought. How do thoughts work? How do they move? It's that source of life itself that is the movement that even gives a thought expression so that it can be experienced in creation. So the the soul is loving and creative. Those two simple things. A lot of us actually focus on expressing or developing our creativity. Why are we doing that? Those of you that do, focus on that. Why do you want to express your creativity? Why are you so concerned with developing your creativity? What is that? Did you ever stop and wonder? Usually you're probably focused on what what you're creating, your intention in creating this. But why do you even want to create anything to begin with? Why is that so important? And when you don't do that, You notice the difference? Because what? What? Is it simply that you're just not happy unless you're creating? In other words, what's going on inside of you? What is that inner movement, that part of us that just needs to create? Or if the word creativity doesn't work for you, just do. Why do we always have to be doing something? Take a look. Take a look. It's not just because being creative or expressing yourself makes you feel better. Well, yeah, it makes you feel better. But why? Because in those actions is where we are allowing ourselves to let go of the blocks and the resistances that we place against the soul's natural expression of creativity and loving. It's that simple. That's the big mystery of the universe. Ooh, the mystery schools. The mysteries that will unlock the keys or the secrets of the universe is simply the soul's creativity and loving to allow it its greater expression, to remove the barriers. But it's often those keys that we're searching for that do unlock the doors or that do remove the barriers to that expression. What do you think are... LAF acronyms about loving, accepting, forgiving. Laugh, LAF. The keys to the kingdom, right? What do they do? They're keys or tools by which as we begin to practice them or use them, in other words, do something with them, it begins to open those doors within us. That's why we call them keys. To unlock and open the doors, to allow that movement of loving, to allow... The creative expression of the soul. That's all it's doing. There's not magic in there unless you call loving magic. It is. Life itself. That's magic. What is so common and ordinary? We take it for granted. We don't understand it. We experience it all the time, but yet unless we really give it our attention, we're not really aware of it. And that's what we're doing in meditation, is beginning to give attention to that inner dynamic creative loving force that all of creation comes from. That's what we're doing. We are tapping into that. We are opening to that. We are moving our awareness, our knowing into that truth of who we are and what that is. And the more we do that, the greater the opportunity for that loving expression and creativity to show up on every realm of creation. Think about it. Even our physical creativity often comes out of the imagination, right? Something we've envisioned. And then we move it into expression. Same thing with the emotions. There's a movement. There's an expression in there. And of course, the mind, the thoughts, the expression of thoughts, often through words, through writing. Is that we open the doors to spirit, and the more we open the doors to spirit, the more that spirit can live and express through all these different levels within our consciousness. Hence, greater creativity, greater understanding, greater knowing. We tap into that divine potential and give it. Expression. We often call that just growth and development. But all we're doing is moving within in meditation to awaken to that greater truth of our divinity. And then everything else is a byproduct in truth. These greater forms of creativity or expression or knowing or understanding or experiencing are all just part of as we awaken to the greater knowing of who we are, the divine, living, loving essence of the Lord. That's it. We're just awakening, expanding our awareness, creating a greater space to allow the divine expression to take place in us and through us and as us because that's what's really going on. It's so funny. Often when we begin a journey of spiritual awakening, as we begin to tap into that energy, just even in the physical level or just beyond in the level of imagination, all of a sudden we find these greater spurts of creativity, these greater bouts of imagination, having new ideas. The light bulb goes off more often. We have bigger life changes, things we've never even thought about before is because we are making ourselves open and available to that, that we give it the opportunity. But when that happens, we often think it's some other source, maybe something outside of ourselves, or it's our high self, or our subconscious self, or something else. Rather than claiming it's who we truly are, the divine who we are, and allowing that greater expression. We give it all these other names, coin it all these other things. And that's fine to do that because you see we're all at just different levels of understanding or awareness of what it is that's truly taking place. And there are all these different parts of ourselves. And that's fine. But don't, don't ever stop short. Keep going. Keep awakening to yet more and more of the selves until you awaken to the divine self. And even there, don't stop. You can't stop. That's where I began with. The soul is creative and loving, and you can't stop it because that's who you are. That's who we all are. There's no way to stop it. It's for eternity. It's impossible to stop the soul's loving, creative action. It's all the other stuff that we have simply learned, been trained into, believed, wanted, desired, expected, judged, feared. It's all that other stuff that the soul has, in a sense, moved into that blocks the greater knowing. That's it. Simple, simple. So as a soul is living through this consciousness, through the mind, emotions, imagination, and body, it has the awareness of all these levels of consciousness because that's where its focus is. In that focus, it brings life and expression to all these other levels of consciousness, all the other selves, that are part of this world of time and space. And so the soul gives it life, gives it expression. That's the creative action. The creativity of the soul is giving life and expression to even the mind, the emotions, and the body. There's creativity right there. That's way more than making a pretty picture or writing a nice poem. It's pretty amazing, the creativity of giving life to this consciousness. But as the soul focuses in and gives it life, it gets caught up in it. And over time, just like we do in this life, how many of us remember when we were one years old, two years old, three years old, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve? And if you do, how much do you remember? And if we want to go beyond just this life, talk about reincarnation and lifetime after lifetime? If you start looking at that, doesn't it begin to make sense that we kind of forget about our divinity because we've been so busy, so caught up, so focused into this physical expression? And in that creative action, well, the soul's got a responsibility as it moves something into expression and gives it life, the responsibility is to now have the experience of that which we've created. Because it's through the creation that we have the experience that brings the soul to the greater knowing and understanding of this realm of time and space. That aspect often called Lucifer, the devil, that we simply know is the Lord of Reflection, or another quality or aspect of God, just another aspect of God. We're having the experience so that we, the soul, another part of God, in this experience of another part of God, come to know God in the greater fullness. The soul's journey of awakening, of experience, is to awaken to our own divinity and all of God's creation. All of God's creation. Including time and space, where we find ourselves presently. As well as other creations. It's all a wonderful divine journey of experience. So while we're here, in this land of reflection, that through our creativity we create. In the creation, we get to experience, to understand, and know this aspect of God, often called karma. And then we get on a spiritual journey, and we hear all these words about balancing our karma, clearing our karma, getting free of our karma, liberating the soul. These are all expressions of simply fulfilling our creativity in this creation. That which we've created, we are responsible to, and that responsibility, we will take the creation to the fulfillment, to have the experience and awaken to the knowing and understanding of this creation, and as we do, the learning's complete, so the karma gets complete gets cleared, gets done, gets balanced out. Lesson learned. Karma over. So that experience of the soul's creativity by giving it life through its loving is complete. So now what? Well, then we're on to another creation. We create something new. And then we create something new. But the problem is I think all of us have gotten so busy multitasking (laughs) that we've gotten a little bit scattered, find ourselves overwhelmed, challenged to keep up with all of our creations, finding it hard to even learn one lesson because we've got so many lessons going on at the same time, we get distracted, we're not completing anything. So we often, even in our physical lives here, what, try to simplify, right? Let go of things. Do less. So it's easier to focus on one thing at a time or only a few things so that we can get the job done, so we can learn the lesson. Yeah, that's part of the journey. Well, when we do that in this world, it's an outer reflection of something we're doing within ourselves because that part of us knows that in order to wake up to the greater divinity and get the freedom from our karma... We need to have a greater focus, so that we learn the lessons, take responsibility for our creations, bring them to completion, so that we free ourselves. And we keep doing it over and over, all these lifetimes, creating, 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 all these different things. But little by little, when it's time, whether we're just plain bored, we're sick and tired, or we begin to hear the inner call where God begins to call us home, to call us awake, to return back to the spiritual kingdom from which we've left and entered into this kingdom of time and space. And at some point in every soul's journey, There's going to be that turning now of where we begin to look away from the creation of down and out into the physical manifestation of our creativity and now begin to bring that creative expression of loving out of the world and now back into spirit. That's the simplicity of this journey. That's what we're doing in a very simplistic way is simply taking all that creative loving we've put into the world and given life to all these things we call our karmas or our lessons, and through loving and through meditation. Now here's the key. Through meditation, what do we always say? Inwards and upwards to the seat of the soul, the spiritual center, above the material physical expression, and then always upwards towards spirit, towards God, towards the divine. And as we do that in meditation, as we... and What do we always say in meditation when we lead it into? What are we doing? Sharing our loving with God. So in other words, if we're sharing our loving with God, well then we're taking that loving that we have been expressing into the world and now taking it out of the world and now sharing it up with spirit. Simple. That's what we're doing in meditation is simply taking the expression of our loving from down and out into the creation to inwards and upwards back to the divine. That's why you hear me often say, you get what you focus on. So the more you do this, the more you get spirit. The more you focus in the world, the more you get of the world. Simple action. But this is how it works, to come to fulfillment to free ourselves of the karmas that we've created, is simply now turning that loving expression back towards God. And literally, we're taking that life force out of the creation so it dies off, it drops away, we get free of it, detached, liberated. And now taking all that loving that gave these creations out here life And now, instead of creating more, because we could, we could take that loving and put it into something else in the world. Oh, another creative project. Watch out. Remember I was saying earlier, if you're really focused on creativity and developing your creativity, that's great. But also you can create a lot more karma by having a lot more projects in the world. So if you are looking truly of this path to sound and light, and the purpose of that is for the soul's return home to God. So in order to truly live this pathway of you bringing your soul home to God is learning how to do that. And the simple of learning how to do that is simply to begin to direct your loving towards God rather than into the world. It's that simple. That's all we're doing in meditation is beginning to focus our loving on God. And the more we can do that, and you talk about a creative action, there's no greater creative action that we could do than loving God. Because in loving God, in truth, there are no barriers or boundaries. In this world, there's plenty of barriers and boundaries, walls of separation that limit us from expressing that loving. But in spirit, with God, there's no limitations. No limitations, no boundaries. So before starting on that next creative project, consider your next project is meditation. To begin to create that greater expression of loving with God that you may begin to find your greater freedom beyond the karmas you've created in this world. Simply directing your attention towards that which you seek to experience. Because that's where the greater fulfillment is. Think about it. You go back to what I was saying earlier with your creativity and how you seek to do something because it brings you happiness, some type of fulfillment. But then what happens once the project's done? Well, for a moment it may be peaceful, enjoyment, acknowledgement, but then it's done. Then it's done. Then what? You start looking at another project. Look the meditation as your next project. Because that fulfillment is one that keeps going, that never ends. It never ends. But this is a lot of how this works. If you find yourself having a hard time finding time to do the meditation, hopefully today might help explain some of that. Because it's all these things we've created in the world that are always calling on us to spend time, to give time. That's how they stay alive. That's how we, as we put them in motion and created them, keep them going. And if we remove that attention we give it, the time we give it, it's going to drop away. Just like any relationship in the world, whether it's a person or a job or a project, as I'm saying, we give it time so it has life. But then when we stop giving it time and attention, no more life. It's no longer a part of our lives. That's what this is. So if you want more spirit then you need to give it the time and the attention just like any other creative project you would. But then you get what goes with it. Loving, peace, joy, acceptance, freedom, liberation, fulfillment, understanding, knowing, awakening, understanding, expansion, abundance greater life. So think about this. The next time you find yourself looking to express your creativity, to express your loving, because you can't stop it. If you try to stop it, if you try to stop expressing your loving or your creativity, we all know what happens. It backs up. We go into disturbance and to dis-ease into upset, anger, hurt, pain. All these different things. That's what happens. So find the greater expression of loving. It's so funny, even on a physical level, I remember years ago, when I couldn't afford medical things for my health if I started getting sick, I'd spend hours just meditating. And the more I did that and moved into loving and letting go of all the disturbance inside of me, all of a sudden my health would come to a better balance and whatever was beginning inside of me, whether it was a cold or flu or whatever, would all of a sudden drop away and would actually move into a full-fledged illness because I was not feeding that which was creating it. I was taking that which I was giving life to what was creating the dis-ease or the imbalance, and now giving it back to God. So as I remove the life out of it, that disease or illness starts to drop away. Just like any relationship in this world, as I was saying a moment ago, as we stop feeding it, it drops away. So begin feeding the spirit. It's so funny to even say that because you are the Spirit. How can you feed yourself with who you are? You're not actually feeding. You're just moving into your divine beingness. It is you who feeds everything else. You're the one doing the feeding by your creativity. You are a powerful creator. Even in the littlest ways, in a lot of our creations are unconscious because we've created them so long ago, we forgot we created them. And part of when we enter into this action of meditation, of waking up and returning back into spirit, we will pass through a lot of those memories or those origin points, the seeds of our creation, where it began, often called the seeds of karma. That's part of the journey even if it was lifetimes ago and it's still here with us today because we have not fulfilled it yet, as we seek to return to the divine, then we will pass through all these things. You've heard the phrases like burning the seeds of karma? It's what we're doing. As we move into that loving in greater and greater ways, that loving, as it completes these karmas, as we learn the lessons, and spirit can often look, sound, or feel like a flame burning something, but it's very different. In the body and consciousness it can actually create a heat. Many of you have felt that before where you get really warm. It is, it's that flame of the divine dissolving the karmic seeds of our creations. That's what happens in meditation. As we liberate the soul through the action of loving and meditation, it dissolves the karmas through loving. A wonderful laugh acronym, loving, accepting, and forgiving. Those are the actions that unfold as we go within, seeking to return back to God. It all unfolds. In truth, even though we share about LAF in here often, Everything we need happens right in our meditation on focusing on that sacred name of God and simply being in the loving. But you see, for the mind, emotions, imagination, and body, it's often hard to hold that focus because it doesn't give them much to do. We need to know what's going on, right? What's going on? Give me some information. Give the mind something to do. So if we can focus the mind on loving our creations, accepting ourselves and all that we've created and forgiving ourselves and our creations. It gives us another way for the other selves to participate so that they come into alignment. And as the other selves of our consciousness come into alignment, it assists in opening the doors in our consciousness to allow that loving of the soul in and through us on every Level, every realm, so that those lessons or karmas can be fulfilled. Because it's the loving that fulfills it. That's us, the loving that fulfills it. But we've got to bring ourselves into everything fully to fulfill it. And it's the mind, the emotions, imagination, and body that will limit the loving and stop the fulfillment. What you see, as we begin to answer that inner calling, to return back to the divine, we begin to answer the call by going within, to begin to learn and practice meditation and loving God, and opening to receive God's loving, that through that all this gets fulfilled. It all gets handled. It truly is a simple pathway, a path of freedom and liberation where really it's more about letting go rather than trying to do more. It's really doing less. If there's anything you're doing more of, it's loving. You're doing more loving by letting go and allowing a greater expression to manifest and move in you and through you. And that's what brings the fulfillment. It's not through the mind understanding our karma figuring things out, getting it, or having emotional experience or expressing our emotions, or fantasizing the best outcome of things, or doing or not doing physically. Sometimes we'll do something physically thinking it's going to fulfill the karma and it's creating more, right? Right? And other times we're afraid of creating more karma, so we don't do physically, so we actually avoid and hold back fulfilling. Right? Anybody go through that? You find yourself now locked up inside, not sure what to do because you don't want to create more karma, but also you want to move forward and do something, but you're going crazy inside. Yeah. That's what the mind does. We're all bipolar. This realm of polarity. North, south, east, west, left, right. That's it. Isn't that funny? Even in the brain, there's two lobes in there. Left hemisphere, right hemisphere. Yeah. Magnetism. Positive, negative. That's what does it. So as long as we focus into that, all it's going to do is keep it going. That's why we want to focus above, to rise above the polarity into the oneness, the spirit that is one. Rise above the polarity of magnetism and in that is the freedom because magnetism holds things together here. But if you rise above it and awaken to your soul, which is more neutral, then as you live in that, You're not participating in the polar magnetics. So that discharges or releases the energy, releases the karma. That's why even if you've experienced this in meditation, where sometimes you may be meditating and all of a sudden you feel something pop or hear like a loud crashing sound or feel this great movement or flooding of energy through you, It can manifest in a lot of ways. That often in that movement of loving, of neutrality, it's that movement of neutral energy that all of a sudden demagnetizes the polarization where we've been attached and caught up. And all of a sudden as it is demagnetized and releases, we feel all of a sudden that movement of the release. Sometimes we go, oh my God, what was that? And a lot of times we go, oh my God, that's awesome. It's done, I've let it go.